Welcome everyone to this live podcast on Twitch where you can find the news from the research industry that how our researchers keep on researching on various topics and domains to keep our lifestyle better of course these article posted on our website named postscientist.com so if you are willing to check it out please check it out otherwise listening to this podcast will be enough for you guys as it's acts like an archive on the daily basis providing you the information from the research industry itself so without wasting any further time let's get started with the first topic of the day codexion dk underlie excess cosmic optical background okay let's see the cosmic optical background cob is a visible light emitted by all sources outside of the milky way this faint glow of light which can only be observed using very precise and sophisticated telescopes could help astrophysics to learn more about the origins of the universe and what lies beyond our galaxy okay last year physicists working at different institutes across the united states published the most precise cob measurement collected so far gathered by the new horizon spacecraft an interplanetary space probe launched by nasa over a decade ago these measurements suggested that the cob is two times brighter than theoretical predictions researchers at johns hopkins university have recently carried out a theoretical study exploring the possibility that this observed excess light could be caused by the decay of a hypothesized type of dark matter particles known as axions in their paper published in physical physical review letters they showed that axions with masses between 8 and 20 electrovolt could potentially account for the excess cob flux measured by the new horizon team mark poshman is a colleague across the street which is an incredible observational cosmologist and so when his paper with Todd Lord and the New Horizon team appeared I noticed it and read it Mark Kamilonski one of the researchers who carried out the study told physics.org the the measurement they collected is a great example of cleverly repurposing a powerful astronomical observatory to different ends than those it was designed for we sent this incredible little spacecraft out toward pluto years ago and it did everything it was supposed to but it had no brakes and is still speeding further and further from the sun with not much to do mark and told relied and that it could be used to detect for the very first time the cosmic background of optical photons from all the unresolved galaxies in the universe and and it did after reading the paper of leard and his colleagues kolomsky realized that if the excess they measured was in fact attributed to the decay of axions this could be potentially confirmed using available cosmological data specifically this excess could be detected with a high signal to ratio during sphere x a planned two year nasa mission that will send a near infrared space observatory into space to collect new and potentially valuable measurements Our calculations are em- embarrassingly simple, as they are the types of calculations that we and tons of other people have been doing for years. Kamnowski explained the idea that two photon decay of an axion could help to a cosmic signal was already around when I was a graduate student over 30 years ago. Our work simply involves summing the photons from all this those produced uh, by axion decay over time a simple integral we had to get some factors of cosmic redshift in there correctly but that's homework problem in a typical cosmology class 
Overall, the calculation performed by Kalmowski and his colleague highlighted the possibility by confirming or disproving the connection between axion dark matter decay and the recently observed axis COB using future line intensity mapping LIM measurements said to be collected by NASA's SphereX satellite. SphereX is expected to launch in 2025 collecting measuring near-infrared signal originating from approximately 450 million galaxies. The researcher John Hopkinson have already published a follow-up paper where they explored the consistency of the axion decay scenario with existing constraint to COB from gamma rays. NASA Fermi telescope has obtained gamma ray energy spectra from over 8,000 blazers and the highest energy gamma rays can be attenuated by production of electron-positron pairs via scattering with COB photons, Kamnowski added. In our new study, we modeled the attenuation expected from the COB scattering and by comparing with Fermi data, were able to place an upper limit to the COB background from dark matter decay, which will still consistent with the COB axis infrared from new horizons. My student Gervilio Sato Polito has also been working with Dan Green, Haverford College, looking in deep VLT images of several high redshift clusters for dark matter decay lines. These measurements should allow us to probe some but not all of the parameter space for dark matter decays consistent with the new horizon axis. Okay. I guess uh, I have no such clue or have any input by my side because I'm not into the astronomy side. And I, I understand the basics but not overall. So really sorry guys a member stood crossbar based learning system for scalable and energy efficient ai okay let's see deep learning models have proven to be highly valuable tools for making predictions and solving real world tasks that involve the analysis of data despite their advantages before they are deployed in a real software and devices such as cell phones, these models require extensive training in physical data centers, which can be both time and energy consuming. Researchers at Texas A&M University, RAIN Neuromorphics and Sandia National Laboratories have recently devised a new system for training deep learning models more efficiently and on a large scale. The system introduced in a paper published in Nature Electronics relies on the use of new training algorithms and memory crossbar hardware that can carry out multiple operations at once. Most people associate AI with health monitoring in smartwatches, face recognition in smartphones, etc. But most of AI in terms of energy spent entails the energy of AI models to perform these tasks, Suhas Kumar, the senior author of the study, told Tech Explore. Training happens in warehouse-sized data centers which is very expensive both economically and in terms of carbon footprint of course only fully trained models are then downloaded onto our low power devices hmm. essentially kumar and his colleagues set out to devise an approach that could reduce the carbon footprint and financial cost associated with the training of ai models thus remaining thus making their large-scale implementation easier and more sustainable. To do this, they had to overcome two key limitations of current AI training practices. The first of these challenges is associated with the use of inefficient, inefficient hardware systems based on graphic processing units GPU, which are not inherently designed to run and train deep learning models. The second entails the use of ineffective and math-heavy software tools, specifically utilizing the so-called 
back propagation algorithm our objective was to use new hardware and new algorithm kumar explained we leveraged our previous 15 years of work on memristor based hardware a highly parallel alternative to gpus and recent advances in brain like efficient algorithms a non back propagation local learning technique through advances in hardware and software existed previously we co-designed them to work with each other which enabled very low uh, very power efficient ai training the training of deep neural networks entails continuously adapting its configuration comprised of so called weights to ensure that it can identify patterns in data with increasing accuracy this process of adaptation requires numerous multiplication which conventional digital processors struggle to perform efficiently as they will need to fetch weight related information from a separate memory unit nearly all training today is performed using the back propagation algorithm which employs significant data movement and solving math equations and is thus suited to digital processors sun yi lead author of the study told tech explore as a hardware solution analog memory store crossbars which emerged within the last decade enable embedding the snaptech weight at the same place where the computing occurs thereby minimizing data movement however traditional back propagation algorithms which are suited for high precision digital hardware are not compatible with memory store crossbars due to their hardware noise errors and limited precision as conventional back propagation algorithms were poorly suited to the system they envisioned kumar yi and their colleagues developed a new co-optimized learning algorithm that exploits the hardware parallelism of memory store crossbars This algorithm inspired by the difference in neuronal activity observed in neuroscience studies is tolerant to errors and replicates the brain ability to learn even more sparse poorly defined and noisy information our algorithm hardware system studies the difference in in how the synthetic neurons in a neural network behave differently under two different conditions one where it is allowed to produce any output in a free fashion and another where we force the output to be the target pattern we want to identify e explained by studying the difference between the system responses we can predict the weights needed to make the system arrive at the correct center at the correct answer without having to force it in other words we avoid the complex math equations back propagation making the process more noise resilient uh, and enabling local training which is how the brain learns new tasks the brain inspired and, and analog hardware compatible algorithm developed as a part of the study could thus ultimately enable the energy efficient implementation of ai in edge devices with small battery thus eliminating the need for large cloud servers that consume vast amounts electrical power this could ultimately help to make the large scale training of deep learning algorithm more affordable and sustainable the algorithm we use to train our neural network combines some of the best aspects of deep learning and neuroscience to create a system that can learn very efficiently with low precision devices jack kendall kendall another author of the paper told tech explore this has many implications the first is that using any are using our approach ai model that are currently too large to be deployed can be made to fit in cell phones smart watches and other untethered devices another is that these networks can now learn on the fly while they are deployed for instance to account for changing environments 
or to keep user data local, avoiding sending it to the cloud for training. In initial evolutions, Kumar, Yi, Kendall, and their colleague Stanley Williams showed that their approach can reduce the power consumption associated with AI training by up to 100,000 times when compared to even the best GPUs on the market today. In the future, it could enable the transfer of massive data centers onto user personal devices, reducing the carbon footprint associated with AI training and promoting the development of more artificial neural networks that support or simplify daily human activities. We next plan to study how these systems scale to much larger networks and more difficult tasks, Kendall added. We also plan to study a variety of brain-inspired learning algorithms for training deep neural networks and find out which of these have performed better in different networks and with different hardware resource constraints. We believe this will not only help uh, us understood, understand how to best perform learning in resource-constrained environments, but it may also help us understand how biological brains are able to learn with such incredible efficiency. So, it's a mix-up of transistor or uh, of memristors and computer chips, so embedded system. I mean, great uh, for the AI scientists and AI-related uh, people. Otherwise, it's not uh, being useful for many of our people. So, I mean, uh, it's being very, to be very honest, it's being very a grateful thing uh, that it's con uh, our research and scientists keep on researching on various domains and, of course, in these fields, which we which we can easily be obtained. And we already know uh, in the market uh, itself, uh, it's uh, there is a near new thing, which is known as Chat uh, Chat G, uh, GPI, uh, and uh, everyone is talking about uh, that. The, uh, this is going to be a Google alternative, and uh, it is not yet uh, provided the internet access still he's trying to give you the answers of course man i don't think so that it's going to be escape or having uh, another uh, search engine of course in many uh, many of the people many of the gen z people uh, shifted their search engine and many other uh, types whether uh, the next uh, biggest search engine is YouTube, of course. Uh, YouTube, then TikTok, then uh, many other social media sites, Google, Instagram, other other uh, uh, other places, and mostly we uh, look into the places and see the pictures around them, and we mostly go into the Instagram to see those searches and uh, see the pictures and cultures. So it's going to be. In interesting worlds around uh, interesting world for sure yeah so moving on to our next topic trot encourage Antila Huns to attack the Roman Empire tree rings suggest okay unique people migrated westward across Eurasia switched switched between farming and herding and become violent raiders in response to severe drought in the Danube frontier province of the Roman Empire, a new study argues. Hungary has just experienced its dry, dryish summer since meteorological measurement began, devastating the country usually productive farmland. Archaeologists now suggest that similar condition in the 5th century may be encourage animal headers to become raiders with the devastating consequences for the Roman Empire. The study published today in the Journal of Roman Archaeology argues that an extreme drought spell from the 
430s to 450s see a distributed way of life in the Danube frontier province of the Eastern Roman Empire, forcing Hunic people to adopt new strategies to buffer against severe economic challenges. The author associate professor Susan Hackenbeck from Cambridge Department of Archaeology and Professor Ulf Butgen from the University of Department of Geography came to the conclusion after accessing a new tree ring based hydroclimate reconstruction as well as archaeological and hist uh, historical evidence. The unique incursion into Eastern and Central Europe in the 4th and 5th century CE have long been viewed as the initial crisis that triggered the so-called Great Migrations of Barbarian Tribes leading to the fall of the Roman Empire, but where the Huns came from and what their impact on the late Roman province actually was unclear. New climate data reconstructed from the tree rings by Prof. Uh, Professor Butgen and colleagues provides information about yearly changes in climate over the last 2000 years. It shows that Hungary experienced episodes of unusually dry summers in the 4th and 5th centuries. Hagenbeck and Budgen point out that climatic fluctuations, in particular drought spells from 420 uh, to 550 CE, would have reduced crop yields and pasture for animals beyond the flood plains of the Danube and Tinsa. Budgan said, tree ring data gives us an amazing opportunity to link climatic condition to human activity on a year-by-year -year basis. We found that periods of drought recorded in biochemical signals in tree rings coincided with an intensification of raiding activity in the region. Recent isotopic analysis of skeletons from the region, including by Dr. Heckenbeck, suggests that Hunic peoples responded to climate stress by migrating and, and by mixing agriculture and postural diets. Heckenbeck said if resource scarcity become too extreme, settled population may have been forced to move, diversi diversify their subsistence practices and switch between farming and mobile animal herding. This could have been part of insurance strategies during a climatic downturn. But the study also argues that some Hunic people dramatically changed their social and political organization to become violent raiders. From herders to raiders, Hunic attacks on the Roman frontier intensified after Antilla, Attila came to po uh, power in the late 430s. The Huns increasingly demand gold payments and eventually a strip of Roman territory along the Danube in 451 BCE. In 451 CE, the Huns invaded Gaul and a year later they invaded northern Italy. Hmm. Traditionally, the Huns have been cached as violent barbarians driven by an infinite thirst for gold. But as the study points out, the historical sources documenting these events were primarily written by elite Romans who had little direct experience of the people and events they described. Historical sources tell us the Roman and Hunan diplomacy was extremely complex. Dr. Hackenbeck said initially it involved mutually beneficial arrangements resulting in Hunan elites gaining access to vast amounts of gold. The system of collaboration broke down in the 40, uh, 440s, leading to regular raids of Roman lands and increasing demand for gold. The study argued that if current dating of event is correct, the most devastating Hunic incursion of 447 
of Africa. Overall, the study found that the ESA, champ, uh, ESA chimpanzees spent as much time in the trees as other chimpanzees living in intense forests. Despite their more open habitat and were not more terrestrial land-based as expected. Furthermore, although the researcher expected the ESA chimpanzees to walk upright more in open savanna vegetation, where they cannot easily travel via the tree canopy, uh, more than 85% of occurrence of baptism took place Babdalism Babdalism took place in the trees. The authors said that their finding contradict widely accepted theories that suggest that it was an open dry savanna environment that encouraged our prehistoric human relatives to walk upright and instead suggest that they have uh, that they may have evolved to walk on the two feet to move around the trees. Study co-author Dr. Alex Pearl, UCL Anthropology, said, We naturally assume that because ESA has fewer trees than typical tropical forest where most chimpanzees live, uh, live, we would see individuals more often on the ground than in the trees Moreover, because so many of the traditional drivers of bipedalism, such as carrying objects or seeing over tall grass, for example, are associated with being on the ground, we thought we did naturally see more bipedalism here as well. However, this is not what we found. A study suggests that the retreat of forest in the late Mycenae Pallacene uh, era around 5 million years ago in the more open savanna habitats were in fact not a catalyst for the evolution of biblicalism. Instead, trees probably remained essential to its evolution with the search for food producing trees likely a driver of this trait. To, uh, to establish their finding, the researcher recorded more than 13,700 inter, uh, instant, instantaneous observations of positional behavior from 13 chimpanzee adults, 6 females, and 7 males, including almost 2,850 uh, 2, observations of individual locomotor events, example, climbing, walking, hanging, etc. Over the course of the 15-month study, they then used the relationship between tree land-based behavior and vegetation, forest versus woodland, to investigate patterns of association. Similarly, they noted each instance of biblicalism and whether it was associated with being on the ground or on the trees. The authors note that walking on two feet is a defining feature of human when compared to other great apes who knuckle walk. Yet, despite the study, researchers say why humans alone amongst the apes first began to walk on two feet still remains a mystery. Study co-author Dr. Fiona Stitwood, uh, UCL Anthropology, said to date uh, the numerous hypotheses for the evolution of uh, bipedalism share the idea that homians, human ancestors, came down from the trees and walked upright on the ground, especially in more arid open habitats that lagged tree covered or data do not support that at all. Unfortunately, the traditional idea of fear trees equals more terrestrial-tality land dwelling just isn't borne out with the ESA uh, data. What we need to focus on now is how and why these chimpanzees spend so much time in the trees and that is what we will focus on next on our way to pising 
together and this complex evolutionary puzzle hmm okay so it's like uh, we have been uh, searching long ago uh, that how uh, homo sapien really uh, walked on the trees or jump on the trees itself and walk normally on the plane uh, right moving on to our next topic ancient grammatical puzzle solved after 2500 years ago okay <laughs> let's see a grammatical problem that has defeated sanskrit scholar since the 15th century bc has finally been solved by an indian phd student at the university of cambridge rishi raj popat made the breakthrough by decoding a rule taught by the father of linguistic panini panini the discovery made it possible to derive any sanskrit word to construct millions of grammatically correct words including mantra and guru using panini reversed language machine which is widely considered to be one of the great intellectual achievements in history leading sanskrit experts have described raj popat's discovery as revolutionary as revolutionary and it could now mean that panini's grammar can be uh, taught to computer for the first time while researching his phd thesis published today dr raj popat decoded a 205 uh, 2500 years old algorithm that make it possible for the first time to accurately use panini lang- uh, language machine Panini system 4000 rules detail in his greatest work uh, the the ashtadhyayi uh, which is thought uh, thought to have been written uh, around 500 BC is meant to work like a machine feed in the base and suffix of a word and it should turn them into grammatically correct words and sentences through a step by step process until now however there has been a big problem often two or more panini's rules are simultaneously applicable at the same t- uh, at the same step leaving scholars to agonize over which one to choose solving so called rule conflicts which affect millions of sanskrit words including certain forms of mantra and guru requires an algorithm panini taught a mantra rule to help us decide which rule should be applied in the event of rule conflict but for the last 2500 years scholars have misinterpreted this meta rule meaning that they have off uh, they, uh, that they often ended up with a grammatically incorrect result in an in an attempt to fix this issue many scholars rebris uh, laboriously uh, developed hundreds of other meta rules but dr raj popat shows that these are not just incapable of solving the problem at hand they all produce too many ex- exceptions but also completely unnecessary raj popat shows that panini's language machine is self sufficient raj popat said panini had an extraordinary mind and he built a machine unrivaled in human history he didn't expect us uh, to add new ideas to his rules the more we fiddle with panini's grammar the more it eludes us <laughs> traditionally scholars have interpreted panini meta rule uh, as meaning uh, that in the in the event of a conflict between two rules of equal strength 
the rule that comes later in the grammar serial order wins raj pope rejects this arguing instead that panini meant that between rules applicable to the left and right sides of a word respectively panini wanted us to choose the rule applicable to the right side employing this interpretation raj pope found panini's language machine produced grammatically correct words with almost no exceptions take mantra and guru as an example in the sentences deva prasna mantra the gods deva uh, are please prasna by the mantra maitriya we encounter rule conflict when deriving mantra by the mantras the derivations starts with the mantra plus bees one rule is applicable one rule is applicable to the left part mantra and the other to the right part bees we must pick the rule applicable to the right part bees which gives us the correct form mantra in the sentence janna divte gurano knowledge jannam is uh, given diyate by the guru gurano we encounter rule conflict when deriving gurano by the guru uh, the derivation starts with guru plus o uh, one rule is applicable to left part guru and uh, the other to right part a uh, we uh, must pick the rule applicable to the right part a uh, which gives us the correct form gurana eruka movement since months before raj popur made his discovery his uh, supervisor at cambridge vincenzo vergini professor of sanskrit gave him some present uh, present uh, advice if the solution is complicated you are probably wrong raj popur said i had an eduka movement in cambridge after 9 months trying to crack this problem i was almost ready to quit i was getting nowhere so i uh, closed the book for a month and just enjoyed the summer swimming cycling cooking praying and meditating then uh, begrudgingly i went back to work and within minutes as i turned uh, the pages this pattern starts emerging and it all started to make sense there was a lot more work to do but i did found the biggest part of the puzzle over the next few weeks i was so excited i could sleep and would spend hours in the library including in the middle of the night to check what i did found and solve related problems that work uh, took another two and a half years significance professor vincenzo vargini said my student rishi has cracked it he has found an extraordinary elegant solution to a problem which has perplexed scholars for centuries this discovery will revolutionize the study of sanskrit at a time which uh, when interest in the language is on the rise sanskrit is an accident and classical indo-european language from south asia it is the uh, sacred language of hinduism but also the medium through which um, much of india's greatest science philosophy poetry and other secular literature have been communicated for centuries while only spoken in india by an estimated 25000 people today sanskrit has growing politically significance in india and has influenced many other languages and cultures around the world i like to add some more things i mean many of the people and many of the most people around in india or the south asia part doesn't resemble or doesn't even count those things yet but any of those things which is being proven or having the rise uh, which is uh, which the article already said that 
it's a very important language where many of our previous philosophers previous scientists uh, which uh, here we talk uh, called as pundits or um, uh, brahmins many of the people will disfollow this or um, dislike uh, dislike this term but uh, we uh, called him uh, him or him as pundits or brahmins so it's more likely it's not about the uh, people who try to follow or those thing that he is from that part only is going to follow that uh, script only it's not like that it's uh, it's a different thing it's some uh, uh, if i going to explain more thing it's a multiverse thing uh like uh, in our hinduism we said that uh if a person is uh, is getting a reward or is getting a money uh, from a work it, uh, he is a shudra uh, by profession uh if even if he is uh, uh, born in the kshatriya family or a uh, warrior family so if uh, he is uh, giving a service or uh, getting paid f- uh, from any other person it's going uh, it's basically uh, a shudra who, who who is getting their money so it's more likely a balanced thing it's not like a brahmanical patriarchy that brahmins are the uh, superior ones and the shudra are the lower ones it's not like that if you read the manuscript then you, uh, then you have then you have uh, then you have understand this type of terminologies which i said in uh, right now so yep uh, okay let's read it again uh, okay raj popert said one of the most ancient wisdom of india has been produced in sanskrit and we still don't fully understand what our ancestors achieved we have often been led to believe that we are not important that we haven't brought enough to the table i hope this discovery will infuse students in india with confidence pride and hope that they too can achieve greater things <laughs> a major implication by dr raj popert discovery is that now that we have the algorithm that runs panini's grammar we could potentially teach this grammar to computers raj popert said computer scientists working on a natural language processing gave up on, on rule based approaches over 50 years ago so teaching computers how to combine the speaker at intention with the panini's rule based grammar to produce human speech would be a major milestone in the history of human interaction with machines as well as the india intellectual history The research is published in the journal Apollo University of Cambridge Repository Okay okay moving on to our next topic and I like to add one more thing that these researches is will going to be uh will going to be a success on on quantum computing which we already have uh, been trying to accomplish those thing or trying to getting those thing so it's been very useful in the application in the quantum computer itself so okay uh that's it religion is not the factor that most influences rejection of evolutionary theory in school study says okay let's see it's more like a phys- uh, philosophy topic so let's understand it religion influences secondary school students understanding and acceptance of evolutionary theory but social and cultural factors such as nationality perception of science and household incomes are more influential according to a study involving 5500 brazilian and italian students aged 
14 to 16 and an article on the study is published in the journal plus one uh, the participants were asked to agree or disagree with a number of statements relating to earth age the significance of fossils and the origin of human beings among other topics when the researcher analyzed the result they concluded that nationality was more relevant than religion uh, to acceptance of theories or common ancestry and natural selection which was greater among italian catholics than brazilian catholics for example while the pattern of answers are similar among brazilian catholic and protestants the result of our survey showed that a broader socio-cultural context influences acceptance of evolutionary theory conservative society like brazil tend to be more averse to the evolutionary ideas proposed by charles darwin included in the school's curriculum nelio blizo last author of the article told angesio fepeps bizo is a professor at the university of sao paulo school of education feusp and the federal university of sao paulo institute of environmental chemical and pharmaceutical sciences icaqf uni fesp in brazil scientists at the federal university of mato grosso in brazil and the university of trento in italy collaborated on the study which was part of thematic project on issues relating to the inclusion of biodiversity in the school curriculum and conducted under the ages of fapps research program on biodiversity characterization uh, conservation restoration and sustainable use biota fapps we wanted to investigate in more depth Uh, the clash between religion and evolution because we needed to explore the mechanism of evolution in order to understand biodiversity and its conservation they are related students will better understand the consequences of extinction of a species or local and global extinction for example if they are familiar with such concept or as common an- ancestry natural selection and the origin of species bezo said true or false analysis of responses to such statements as the formation of our planet occurred some 4.5 uh, billion years ago humans are descended from other primate species and fossils are evidence of being that lived in the past among others pointed to patterns of greater or lesser acceptance by the students The result showed more frequent acceptance of evolutionary by Italian Catholics. The pattern of Brazilian Catholic response most resembled that of Brazilian non-Catholic Christians, protest, uh, Protestants of various uh, denominations. According to the article, Italian and Brazilian, uh, Brazilian Catholic differed uh, significantly in their understanding of geological time. Indeed, the gap was wider than Then the difference between the view of Catholics and Protestants in Brazil, Italian Catholics accepted evolution more and also understood it better than Brazilian Catholics. Acceptance of evolution was influenced mainly by nationality, the educational system, income and other socio-economic variables, family culture, capital, uh, capital and society attitudes towards scientific knowledge in general. Both countries have catholic majorities yet there are major sh- uh, social and cultural differences associated with complex factors such as education bezo said although scanned data is available he added service by the pew research center a united states based think tank confirmed that rejection of evol- evolution is not generalized or deeply rooted in italian society the same cannot uh, said about brazil he said Another study of Pew showed recently that cretinism is on the rise among adults in Brazil and acceptance of evolution by Christians in Brazil is significantly lower than in Italy 74%. Acceptance of the theory of evolution has been investigated in many studies in recent decades because it is considered a prerequisite for a better understanding of the topic. 
I study wasn't about whether people understood evolution it went a step further by analyzing acceptance which is necessary to achieve comprehension if you don't accept the idea of thinking about the subject your understanding is inevitably comprom- uh, compromised bezos said secular textbooks in lights of this finding the researchers suggest the school textbooks supplied by the so polo state department of education or darwin evolutionary theories should not refer to bible's account of creation by god in genesis held as sacred by christians and jews alike many textbooks evidently think religion alone is the most important factor when tackling evolution which leads to darwin's theory being intermingled with the narrative of genesis our study showed that strong from a theoretical standpoint we could argue certain points regarding state uh, secularity but our study has nothing to do with that what it shows is that one shouldn't assume religion must be included in any account of evolution because otherwise students won't accept it bezo said saved by methodology in contrast previous research including large scale surveys of more than 6000 european students found religion to be the key reason of, for rejection of evolution by secondary school students the contrast may reflect methodologically differences according to bezo who explained uh, that most studies on this topic evolved like uh, likeard scale questionnaires widely used in customer satisfaction surveys this methodology typically offers five response op- options for example in response to the statement that earth is 4.5 billion years old the option would probably by uh, be agree completely agree somewhat neither agree or disagree disagree somewhat disagree completely <laughs> basically all the possibilities the problem is that the instrument used the likert scale assigns an imprecise number to statement about scientific facts and the variation in the answer can lead to imprecision when the scores are added up for this reason it's better to offer the options yes or no or true or false in this kinds of questionnaire he said moreover he continued the likert scale should not be used in studies on scientific topics we discovered that when you present a recognizably scientific statement such as vaccines are good for our health for your health those who disagree knew no they are disagreeing with the scientific finding just as those who agree are aware they are positioning themselves in flavor of science bezo said another methodological issues is the question of anonymity in uh, studies on sensitive subjects such as religion for example surveys and polls with religious implications especially in conservative context should be conducted in such a way as to avoid what the literature calls social desirability uh, where respondents know what's expected of them and try to meet that expectation instead of saying exactly what they think social expectation may have contributed to the imprecision of the measurements made by these different studies he said moving on to our next topic how chaos theory medita- uh, mediates between quantum theory and thermodynamics a single particle has no temperature it has a certain energy or a certain speed but it is not possible to translate that into a temperature only when dealing with random velocity 
distribution of many particles does a well defined temperature emerge how can the laws of thermodynamics arise from the laws of quantum physics this is a topic that has uh, attracted growing attention in recent years at tu vein vena this question has now been pursued with computer simulations we showed that chaos plays a crucial role only where chaos prevails do the well known rules of thermodynamic follow from quantum physics boltzmann everything is possible but it may be improbable the air molecule randomly flying around in a room can consume an unimaginably number of different states different location and different speeds are allowed for each individual particle but not all of these states are equally likely physically it would be possible for all the energy in this space to be transferred to one single particle which would uh, then move at extremely high speeds while all the other particles stand still says professor iva prenzonova from institute of theoretical physics at tu vein but this is so unlikely that it will practically never be observed the probabilities of different allowed states can be calculated according to a formula that the austrian austrian physicist ludwig boltzmann set up according uh, to the rules of of classic physics and from the probability distribution the temperature can then also uh, be read off it is only determined for a large number of particles the whole world as a single quantum state however this causes problems when dealing with quantum physics when a large number of quantum particles are in play at the same time the equations of quantum theory become so complicated that even the best supercomputers in the world have no chance of solving them in quantum physics the individual particle cannot be considered independently of each other as in the case with classical billiard balls every billiard ball has its own individual trajectory and its own individual location at every point in time quantum particles on the other hand have no individuality they can only be described together in a single large quantum wave function in quantum physics the entire system is described by a single large many particle quantum state says professor john chem brodsford tu vein how a random distribution and thus the temperature should arise from this remained a puzzle for a long time chaos theory as a mediator a team at tu vein has now be able to show that the chaos plays a key role to do this the team performed a computer simulation of a quantum system that consists of a large number of particles many indistinguishable particles the hot bath the heat bath and ones of a different kinds of particle the sample particle detect as a thermometer each individual quantum wave function of the large uh, system has a specific energy but no well defined temperature just like a, a single classical particle i will be back in a minute guys
Sorry for the disturbance, guys. Each individual quantum wave function of the large system has a specific energy, but no well-defined temperature, just like a single classical particle. But if you now uh, pick up, uh, pick out the sample particle from the single quantum state and measure its velocity, you can surprisingly find a velocity distribution that corresponds to a temperature that fits the well-established laws of thermodynamics. Whether or not it fits depends on chaos. That is what our calculation clear showed, says Iva Brenzonova. We can specifically change the interactions between the particles on the computer and thus create either a completely chaotic uh, system or one that shows no chaos at all or anything in between. And in doing so, one finds the that the presence of chaos determines whether a quantum state of the sample particle displays a Boltzmann temperature distribution or not. Without making any assumptions about random distribution or thermodynamic rules, thermodynamic behavior arises from quantum theory all by itself. If the combined system of small particle and heat path behaves quantum chaotically, and how well the, uh, this behavior fits the well-known Boltzmann formula is determined by the strength of the chaos, explains Joachim Burdoffer. This is one of the first cases uh, in which interplay between three important theories have uh, has been rigorously demonstrated by many particle computer simulations, quantum theory, thermodynamics, and chaos theory. The research is published in the journal Entropy. So, I mean, how has this uh, been well connected uh, from each other? It's being uh, seen. And uh, at last, I just want to say, you guys, keep researching, stay curious, stay healthy.